We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anoa Boys are half in the building. Sean Davis, uh, we're having some technical difficulties with Malik. He is actually in transition driving back to L.A. from Arizona. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Crazy, crazy weekend. In the NFL, Super Bowl 57, it was everything I wanted it to be. Got the performances that I wanted to see from both quarterbacks, and I thought it was going to be a very good game, and I thought it could go either way. Fantastic. We'll talk about that. And then, you know, we want to salute the legendary offensive line coach, Harry Heastan, on his retirement. We'll talk about that. We'll give him his flowers, and then I'll let you know why I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. We'll talk about that. OC hire. Could it be close to being done? Was your next OC on campus this weekend? Did he partake in a hockey game? That's something else we'll get into as well. And with Harry Heastan being gone, does that make it easier to attract the next OC, knowing that he can bring in his own offensive line coach? That's going to be very interesting as well. We'll get into that. And, of course, Notre Dame's freshmen and a few of the transfers met with the media over the weekend. And I want to say kudos to not only ND Media. You guys know the entire season I threw flowers at ND Media and how they really upgraded the overall coverage for the Notre Dame fan base. And on top of that, I want to throw in the PR department because they really chose the personality of these incoming freshmen. Like when you see the personality of the incoming freshmen that met with the media, you understand why they were the first ones out to go ahead and represent Notre Dame and how they transitioned into the football program. It was absolutely fantastic to hear those young men talk. So we'll talk to them. We'll jump in with them and see what they had to say. Some very, very funny 
stuff. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube as well, Lucky Lefty Podcast. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content, you can go over there right now. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Where do I start? There's so much to get to. I'm going to try and do it. By the way, there is no recruiting show today at Irish Breakdown. We're going to move the recruiting show from today to Friday. The recruiting show is going to be Friday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Today, there's so much to get to with Harry Heastan that we decided to make that move. So right after this, Tap into Irish Breakdown. I believe Ryan Roberts and Brian Driscoll, they're going to have some fantastic information about the Harry Heastand retirement and some other things. Now, let's get back to what we want to talk about. Super Bowl 57. That's some things I found out. I told you guys Friday. And I had people, like, hit me up after the show, comments. Like, Sean, you know, I don't agree with you. You're tripping. 
there's no way Patrick Mahomes is a first ballot Hall of Famer, regardless of what happens. And I'm like, look, you can be mad at me. You can disagree with me. Be mad at me, you can disagree with me. It's not me that's saying this. It's guys like Kurt Warner, who's in the Hall of Fame, saying it. It's guys like Peyton Manning, who came out publicly on Saturday, and he said it. The people that play the game were saying it before the game. He can retire after the game, regardless of what happens. And he's the first ballot Hall of Fame. Nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. And I said it on Friday, and I'll continue to say it. People have a problem with change and transition. There are a lot of people that are upset for whatever reason, but they're used to Tom Brady being the face of the NFL. They're used to Tom Brady being the number one quarterback in the world, and that's changed. It's no longer his league. It's Patrick Mahomes' league. He's the face of the NFL. He's the one on top. And he's done something in his first five seasons as a starter that has not been done. Two Super Bowls, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. No one's done it as fast as he's done it. Period. The man is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He can, Andy Reid was debating retirement, according to reports. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes can walk off into the sunset. Today, they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Both. Because Andy Reid cemented his legacy with that second Super Bowl on yesterday. I'm not here. I, it was a great game. I don't care about that last call. There are a lot of calls throughout a game that get missed or shouldn't be called. That Whatever. What you just saw from the second first quarter of the Jaguars game to the end of the Super Bowl is one of the greatest, one of, I'm not about to debate the greatest, one of the greatest resilient performances by a pro athlete to win a championship. To come back in that Jaguar game, hobble, to go into the matchup against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, who according to most had their number hobbled and to go into that Super Bowl and to overcome what is one of the most fantastic performances by a first-time quarterback in a Super Bowl by Jalen Hurts. Absolutely fantastic. Fly Jalen Hurts, young man, you did yourself and the narrative of your career, college and pro, is marked by the fact that on two occasions you just didn't have the ball last. Deshaun Watson had the ball last in the championship game in college. Patrick Mahomes had the ball last in the Super Bowl yesterday. Your resume and your career could look totally different if it were not for that. Kudos to you. I I'm not going to lie, guys. Nick Sirianni rubs me the wrong way just a little bit, so I was kind of happy to see him humbled a little bit yesterday. I was happy to see him humble just a little bit. I really was. I'm all for brash, talking a little trash, but he, he's just a little over the top for me. 
just a little over the top for me. You know? But it was a, man, I'm telling you. Oh, man. It's a hell of a play. Hell of a play. Hell of a game. Kudos to everybody. I enjoyed, look, some people got tired of the Kelsey angle all week. I enjoyed his parents, especially their mom. Absolutely enjoyed it. Absolutely enjoyed it. She had the best comment yesterday. She said, I get to cheer for both offenses. And that's that's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic to watch. I think Rihanna was solid. She was solid. She didn't need to do anything else. That's not her flow to go in any other direction. She was solid. Solid halftime celebration. And honestly, overall, I think the NFL comes away fantastic on yesterday. They had a fantastic playoff on the AFC side and a fantastic Super Bowl. The NFC was kind of marred by injuries and some other things. But other than that, man, I'm not, I'm not, hey, I'm not doing that today. We're not doing that. Rihanna was nowhere near awful. Stop. If you don't like her music, fine. If you want somebody that's going to gyrate and do something that you prefer, fine. But have a sense of objectivity of the choreography, the overall look that was given, and the fact that the hits she sang. She sang hits. Her billboard chart numbers can't be denied. So the fact that you would use the word awful in her performance just shows how awful your thought process was. Period. We're not doing that today, man. Be better. Just be better. Ridiculous. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Thank you. The majority of the people feel like, no, no one expected her to be This is funny. Ryan Loftus, did you say that about your boy that performed on the Grammys? Did you bring up Satan on Monday's show after he performed last week? Y'all some real special people. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Brendan Stannard. Hey, let me tell you something, man. I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan. As a songwriter, as a composer, as a musician, and that man's voice, man, the texture of his voice, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The texture of his voice is almost the perfect texture for the national anthem. I'm going to be real. If I if I had to pick um, one person in the history of the national anthem, and I'm I'm including Whitney Houston, who I think did an incredible job. That dude's texture of his voice, man, is almost perfect for that song. Absolutely perfect. I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan. Huge Chris Stapleton fan. Huge 
Chris Stapleton fan. I love that dude, man. But overall, I thought everything yesterday was just I wasn't disappointed or let down by anything. And I'm dude, that last call, man, I I don't get into that. Football 60 minutes. Football 60 minutes. Honestly, if I'm gonna keep it a buck, I thought the Eagles were on their way to winning that game by double digits until Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball. He let he let them back in the game. And I think I said it last week. If the Eagles, if oh, let me tap in on this right now. Joe, you're absolutely right. We're going to say that for the petty train, though, Joe. You man, Roger Goodell, the NFL, Arizona, the stadium, and the $800,000 that was wasted, that's all. They all go to the petty train today, Joe. Everybody goes to the petty train. Everybody goes to the petty train on that particular issue. But, yeah, Super Bowl was fantastic. You know what's amazing? This is what... Do so. I go on all of the websites that I hop on at like five, starting at like five, six in the morning, right? Just reading stories and everything. It's amazing how many people had stories being held until the day after the Super Bowl. I started seeing odds for baseball. I started seeing odds for college baseball. I started seeing NHL playoff stories. I started seeing stories for just about every professional sport. Then in my mind, I'm like, dude, this story could have come out over a week ago, two weeks ago. But you can clearly tell that the publication held it. Like, no, we're not. This isn't coming out until after the Super Bowl because it's going to get buried and no one's going to talk about it at all. No one's going to talk about it. And being in the business, I know how those conversations go. So it's just amazing that the day after the Super Bowl, it's so monumental in so many ways, especially um, in the media. Um, and Greg, that's right. Greg, you, you're out there in Arizona, longtime uh, listener and supporter of Lucky Lefty. He said, Sean, I was at the Super Bowl game yesterday. It was absolutely awesome. It sounded like it just seemed like a great experience. You know, I know it was from people that were there that I spoke to. I spoke to Jared Payton on the field like, maybe an hour before he went out to give Dak Prescott the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And he was talking about the vibe and how electric it was. And just, you know, he did tell me the Philly fans outnumbered the Kansas City fans by maybe two to one in the stadium. And you could hear that. You could definitely hear that over the TV. It was great. Like, I mean, too, whatever your opinion was of the call, whatever your opinion was of the halftime show, and for me, it ranks as one of the top five overall Super Bowls. It really does. And the reason it did is because it lived up to the billing, in my opinion. It definitely lived up to the billing. And that's all you can ask for. Two things stood out for me. The better team, from a roster standpoint, doesn't always win. And I truly believe when Notre Dame wins their next national championship, that's going to be the case. Notre Dame probably won't have the best roster. But they're going to find a way to win the game. Time of possession was like, what, 35 to 24? Something like that? The Chiefs put up 31 points in 24 minutes. Efficiency. Opportunity. Right? The Eagles... 
pretty much were in that game because of the performance of Jalen Hurts. The Kansas City Chiefs, special teams was huge, even with Bucker missing, missing that first quarter chip shot. Special teams made plays. Patrick Mahomes stepped up. Pacheco stepped up. The offensive line stepped up. Travis Kelsey looked like he was on his way to a 100-yard receiving day in the first quarter. Then Kadarius Toney steps up again. Then you have another rookie stepping up when Sky touches, catches the last touchdown pass. It was a complete team effort. And that's what it's going to take for Notre Dame when they ultimately win a national championship. It's going to take a complete team effort, and I think that's what Marcus Freeman ultimately is building this program to be able to do. Right? It's not about five stars. It's not about the roster. It's about the complete team effort that it takes to win big-time championships. We also said, look, Ultimately, if the Philadelphia Eagles win, they're going to win with a college offense in the Super Bowl. I thought that offense showed pretty, pretty well. But Kansas City did one thing. They made the Philadelphia Eagles play left-handed if they were right-handed. They took away the run game. They only gave up 47 yards on the ground to that very effective Philadelphia Eagles rushing attack. So... Oh, that is the beauty of football, right? All of the numbers, when you look at what Jalen Hurts was able to do with over 370 total yards of offense as a quarterback, tying the touchdown rushing record with Terrell Davis with three on the day, the performance he put on, time of possession, 35 minutes, keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field, and they still come away with the L. That's football, man. That's sports. Where you can feel like you do everything you need to do. And you still lose. Right? Biggest mistake as we get ready to transition into Harry Heastan. Biggest mistake was Nick Sirianni. Showing just a little bit too much respect, in my opinion, to Patrick Mahomes. For him to come out, because if you watch the game, the Philadelphia Eagles have been fast-paced all year, just fast-paced, get to the next play. And they purposely snapped the ball with under five seconds throughout the entire game, except for a few moments. And after the, after the game in his, post, his press conference, Nick Sirianni said they were focused on making sure that they kept Patrick Mahomes off the field. And I'm like, Wait a minute, you have a high-octane offense, and your advantage is really speeding up the game and making everything strange for the defense, but then you want to talk about slowing it down? That's not even how you operate. That's not your strength. And I thought he played cautious from that standpoint and didn't tap into one of the advantages that they would have had if he had kept the fast pace that they were used to all season. Just a little bit too much respect to Patrick Mahomes. Like, make it a shootout. That's your game. That's been your game all year. You know, make Patrick Mahomes have to keep up with you. And then when they allowed them to stay in the game, 
fourth quarter, I felt like, yeah, this one might be a – yeah, that's funny. That's absolutely funny. That's funny, Drunk Vigo. The way the way it <laughs> – no contact, no strip. Jalen Hurts is just switching the ball to his other hand and just drops it and then just falls down. And the Chiefs pick it up and run it back. If, if ever you believed in scripts – and ever believed in conspiracy theories when it comes to the NFL. Tapping into that one, I, I can rock with that. I can rock with that. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Harry Heastan, who is beloved by players, staff, everyone pretty much at Notre Dame, the resume is what it is. Whether it's college, the development of the offensive line and what they became this year, even into the NFL and what he's placed. Yesterday, the release was put out by Notre Dame and Harry Heastan announced his retirement after 40 years of coaching offensive line play in college and the NFL. Uh, my first experience with Harry Heastan was when he was the offensive line coach at Illinois, actually. And that offensive line that he was able to put together that won a Big Ten championship. And then he lands at Notre Dame and the rest is history. This is his statement. I have made the decision to retire. It is important to me to spend time with my family. As I, I have two kids competing in college athletics, one for his last season, and I have decided it is time for me to be part of that. I am thankful for the opportunity to Father Jenkins, Jack Swarbrick, and especially Coach Freeman gave me to return for a seventh season coaching the offensive line at Notre Dame. Coach Freeman sets the example for Notre Dame football every day, and he brings out the best in all of us. The players, especially the offensive line, are the best part of this great job, and I thank them for their hard work. He stand returned to Notre Dame in 2022 after spending 2018 and 2019 under the boob Matt Nagy with the Chicago Bears. Still can't stand that dude. I hate the fact that he got a Super Bowl yesterday. And he has spent 2012 to 2017 with the Fighting Irish. As I said before, his resume speaks for itself. And his goals beyond Notre Dame, goes to the NFL, and the success he had at Illinois. His time there. He is one of the best to ever do it at the position. One of the best to ever follow and talk to. My first opportunity to talk to him was when he was able to speak to the media where all the coaches spoke to the media and he was the first coach. Now this is my first moment as part of the media going in to Notre Dame Stadium when we met the new coaches when they were introduced last year. 
And the first person that spoke to me when I walked in the room was Harry Heastan. And he made me feel like I was one of his offensive linemen. I walked in, and he was like, what's up, big guy? And I say, hey, how you doing, coach? And we just started a conversation. It was just like that. Like, just like that. Just warm, welcoming. And what you would think of him from what you see on the sideline and what we were able to gather from him, just watching him coach during practice, this tough son of a gun that pushed his players to be the very best in that very moment, I probably got a glimpse of what it was like to know Harry Heastand as the husband, the father, the grandfather, the brother, the uncle, and everything else. He's one of the best parts of Notre Dame. He was one of the comforts of Notre Dame because when Harry was around, you felt like the offensive line was going to be okay. That was one position and one group that you did not have to worry about. And so for that, on today, and I'm sure Malik, the next time he's with us, is going to share his sentiments. He has a more, a man, a much closer relationship with Harry Heastan. But as for me, and I'm sure the rest of Notre Dame fans across this world, we have nothing but respect and appreciation for the work you've done for the University of Notre Dame and with everything you gave to your players. So, once again, thank you, Harry Heastan. Eternal blessings and eternal favor to you and your family in the days to come. We appreciate you, Irish fans. Now, I got to keep it a buck. I'm, I'm definitely about to keep it a buck. Harry, look, my man, I love you. I appreciate you. But this is connected to Tommy Reeves, dude. Okay? We know it. And that's cool. That's the way you want to rock in this situation. In the midst of Marcus Freeman trying to find a new OC, standing up for his staff to the candidates saying, my staff stays in place. And then you don't want to rock out because Tommy left. Wait a minute. What about the kids? What about the players? What about the young men you just recruited? What about Charles Jagasaw? What about him? Because I understand what you said in the release, but if Tommy Reese was still the OC, everything you just talked about wouldn't have pulled you from Notre Dame. Period. It wouldn't have pulled you from Notre Dame. Now, we talked about it. We understand one of the main reasons and one of the main people that stayed in contact with you even when Brian Kelly was the head coach, was Tommy Reese. The person that pushed you to come back, even during Brian Kelly's last season, was Tommy Reese. The best relationship you had on the staff was with Tommy Reese. 
I get it. But you just going to bail on the kids like that? You just going to bail on the kids? Because Tommy left? Really? And at this time? There was no offensive coordinator that you could see eye to eye with other than Tommy Reese. You weren't capable of coaching. Dude, you coached next to Matt Nagy for two years. He's a boob. He's an idiot. Every, every Chicago Bear fan will tell you that. And you couldn't even stick it out for one more season? You couldn't make it through one more recruiting process for the kids, for the coaching staff. So I like all the pleasantries and the very well scripted release that was put out by Notre Dame. Very nicely, I might add, because this has just happened over the weekend. This was known pretty much right after Tommy Reese left. And Notre Dame tried to keep you. Marcus Freeman spoke to you multiple times trying to keep you in the fold. You said no. As soon as you found out Tommy was bouncing, you decided to bounce. Nice job by Notre Dame trying to bury it in the middle of the Super Bowl. That's nice. I told you, boy, PR at Notre Dame and Notre Dame media, you're doing your job. You're doing your jobs. That was very nice how you buried it during the Super Bowl. Kept it real quiet. I like that. I like that. But as much as I love you as a coach and everything you've given to Notre Dame, what you just pulled, that ain't it. That ain't it. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm telling you. I love you, but I, I can't rock with that. I can't. And you guys let me know, because I was watching the Super Bowl. I really didn't have time to type in. I just saw the release come across my email right around the halftime. Did any of the current offensive linemen tweet anything? Let me know in the chat. Did any of the current offensive linemen tweet anything or say anything on social media? So this is truly indeed. Um, if you want to refer to Harry Heastan as the last little bit of residue from Brian Kelly connected to Tommy Reese, um, then by all means. I guess you guys are right. Now, the new OC gets to have his own offensive line coach. But, like, man, thank you. I didn't see one offensive lineman currently at Notre Dame tweet out much of anything. I saw someone said that uh, Logan Diggs um, – 
Hey. Uh, James Bucker. Thank you for tapping in, James. Yeah, I hear what you're saying about Tommy leaving and him deciding to leave. Do you take any thought this is something Marcus would have said and done? We love Marcus, but are you sure it's not? I, James, if you craft that a little bit better for me, because I, I want to make sure I understand exactly what you're asking as far as Marcus Freeman. I don't know if you're asking. Look, no, I could with 100% confidence. Harry Heastan left because Tommy Reese left. Period. There is no outline outlier. There is no other supporting or connected story. Tommy left, so he left. Period. That's it. That's it. Love the man. Love everything he did for the university and his former players. But he left the current offensive line and the 23 recruits dangling in the wind. He did. Okay, Logan Diggs tweeted something out, and I guess Blake Fisher retweeted it. Um, it's no problem, James. No problem. I just wanted to make sure I could properly answer uh, your question. And I wanted clarity. So, look, <laughs> I'm all for people doing what's best for them in life. But as soon as I read that, I'm like, come on, Harry. That's, come on, man. But, I understand that's the nature of the business as well. Like when you decide to leave, you have to go ahead and have someone script something that makes sense as to why you're making this decision. So, you know, I wasn't trying to throw dirt on the flowers that I originally gave him. I was just trying to express that I didn't like the way nor the reasoning for why he arrived at the decision that he arrived at, you know. I just think it could have gone a different way and should have gone a different way. But that's just my opinion. Lucky Lefty Podcast. All right. Once again, Harry Heastan, we bid you nothing but greatness and blessings and favor for you and your family and all of your future endeavors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.